0: Free stuff is awesome, but free stuff to spice up the bedroom is even better. Whether you're buying a gift for your sugar baby or just for yourself, you can get 50% off at adamandeve.com when you enter the code CANDY at checkout.
1: And that's not all. Adam and Eve will include 10 tantalizing free gifts, a sexy item for him, a special gift for her, and a third item all partners can enjoy, Plus, you'll receive six free spicy movies.
0: But the best part is the free shipping.
1: You can get all of this at Adamaneve.com using code Candy at checkout.
0: That's C-A-N-D-Y.
1: So Shelby, what are you getting me? Candy Girl Podcast. Fuck me, Daddy. Hey, all you candy sluts and bubble butts, we are back this week. I'm one of your hosts, Emily.
0: And I'm Shelby.
1: And I'm Cactus. <laughs> <laughs> I I was gonna start with the boob job thing, but oh, that's, that's fine.
2: Let's start over. I was, I was, I think I talked when you said bubble butts. So,
1: <laughs> so boob job, okay. And Candy Girl got a boob job. Welcome our newest host. It's me,
2: Cactus.
0: <laughs> Hi. Cactus Cutie has joined the Candy Girl crew. There's three hosts now and we are so fucking excited to have her obviously. This episode is going to be different from all of our previous episodes, but it'll be the start of all of our new episodes. We are rebranding, restructuring, whatever you want to call it. We have Cactus. Yeah, we, we're we getting a boob job. That's, that's what we're <laughs> calling it. Yes. Uh, we have Cactus joining the show permanently now. We just did all of the paperwork that w- involves becoming a co-host on Candy Girl. We... Basically, a couple weeks or like a week ago, Emily and I got on the phone together and we were both like, man, I'm so unmotivated. I We both absolutely love this show. You know, this is our baby and we put our heart and soul into it. But we were just so unmotivated to continue to work on it. And we didn't know what was up. So we were like, let's put out a couple posts on social media, see if we have any feedback from people and see what we can improve upon. And Cactus replied to one of our Instagram posts. And she was like, I really love podcasts that have a sex worker's perspective. It's really cool to, um, like, when I'm listening to your episodes and somebody says something, sometimes I'll have a question that you guys might not think of because you're not sex workers and you don't have that experience. So it'd be really interesting to have a sex worker on your podcast and be able to ask those questions when you have guests. And I was like, huh, yeah, that would be so cool. Like, if only there was a sex worker out there. Who would do that with us? Me! <laughs> <Cactus> was like, <laughs> me! Me, please! <laughs> and so, yeah, and so I texted Emily and I was like, we should have Cactus as a third co-host and we can just restructure the show. We can make it, I mean, obviously it's sex work centric. We're um, focusing on sex workers' rights, sex workers' stories, all of that jazz. But now it's going to be, I think, a little bit more entertaining than just listening to an interview.
2: I'm so excited to be here. Like you said, I just messaged you and was like, um, hey, so I think it would just be really nice if you had, like, a
0: sex worker,
2: (laughs) wink wink, (laughs) you know, (laughs) I'd really like to join because, especially from, like, our first episode, I really clicked with you both, and uh, we were talking about this before we recorded, but I followed both of your personal socials just because we were like, yeah, we're gonna be friends, right? Yeah, okay, cool. (laughs) But also, I just love podcasting. I've actually been wanting to get into podcasting. So this was like a perfect opportunity for me to do it. And I've been listening to your episodes since we recorded. Yeah, I just think it would be great to have like a sex worker's voice on your podcast, not only just to like have better banter or whatever, or to be able to ask different questions, but there's also this, you know... I, I hate to say it, but if there's not a sex worker involved in something, people think of exploitation or they think of you're doing this for yourselves, not to benefit sex work or anything. And I know that's not your intention at all, but I'd love to help you just like build and become something that has a sex worker's voice behind you or, you know, at the forefront, you know, we're, we're all three of us just so it is more, you know, um, <laughs> Doing something with my mouth, you know. It just—it's gonna—it's not gonna give you a bitter taste in your mouth. It's gonna be sweet. It's gonna be candy. It's
0: gonna be candy.
2: It's gonna be candy. <laughs> Cactus candy, um, which was the name of my episode, uh, which I actually listened to last night. I just—that's such a fun episode to listen to, and I just realized, like, what I was talking about, and I would just would love to hear not only some things that I talked in there was like consent with, uh, sex work. And I'd love to hear more talk about just more of the behind the scenes of things. And, um, there's only you know as much as i love you both and i think you both have great ideas you're still new to the sex work industry and you're also don't have the experiences of a sex worker so i think like just things i'd be able to ask them different questions or be able to get a little bit deeper you know so i'm just like super stoked about this opportunity i'm when when i was messaging i was like please Please say yes, and then you were like, "Yeah, okay, it's happening. It's official." Like, <laughs> so just, just it feels so good. I'm really, really, really excited. So thank you.
0: And going back to like the exploitative side of you know having a sex work podcast when you aren't sex workers, which is something Emily and I have had like many, many discussions on. And I think it's another reason why we didn't actively go out and seek a sex worker because. Personally, I was like, I don't want it to feel like we're just trying to find a sex worker, so we're not – we don't put out a certain image. Um, So I'm glad that you volunteered, but also, like, our dynamic, all three of us, like, I think we're very entertaining. I think we have great banter, so – I think yeah, and um, I love seeing
2: your smiles on well, at least on the video. Everybody, <laughs> we all have
0: great
1: smiles for everybody who can't see.
0: <laughs> it's true. No yeah. facts.
1: I mean, I can't think of anything that you know wouldn't be made better with the addition of a sex worker. Like a hundred percent. Our government. I mean, that's a big one. That's absolutely
2: true. If there was more sex work, uh, well, I mean. There is sex work in government. They all do it behind closed doors, obviously. Like, we know Trump loves uh, pee, (laughs) if you heard about that. Um, But it's because they're so ashamed of using sex work and supporting sex work that they make other people feel bad about it so that they don't feel bad about it. It's a whole thing. But if we were just more loving and open to the fact that we all, like, most people enjoy sex work, if not porn hub that's free, whatever, or supporting sex workers and, you know, a more uh, ethical way, but everybody does consume sex in some way. And when we're not shaming it and we're not exploiting it, obviously, or at least, you know, intentionally exploiting it, there's so many good things that could happen with this world. Absolutely. Rather than just sexualizing us, we could build a better world.
0: Oh, 100%. And you joining the show really gives us an opportunity as well to like – have a structure, I guess, because Candy Girl started two years ago when I was uh, about to be a junior in college. And it was literally nothing other than I had a friend who was a sugar baby. And I was like, your stories are really crazy. We should just record them and we should, you know, publish them. And she was like, that's an awesome idea. Let's do that. And so there was no consistency. There was no structure, really. Our episodes would be like 10 minutes long. And then when Emily joined the show, we kind of got more of an idea of what we were doing, but it had already been established and we were just kind of like rushing into things. So I'm really glad that you're here and now we have this opportunity to frame what we want this show to be about and who we want our listeners to be and like like our goals as far as education and entertainment and and building a community, I guess, which is something that I feel like I've definitely learned through this podcast, is the sex work community is is so strong and and so important too
2: absolutely We're all here for each other in the sex work community for sure I mean there's definitely. <laughs> quote unquote, hierarchy," But I feel like for the most part, I mean, every industry is going to have people that are, you know, not necessarily helping others in it. But I feel like sex work, especially because we're so marginalized, we're there for each other. Um, And it just really means the world to know. I know you started from just short stories about like a sugar baby, but like the topics and the people that you work with, it seems like you're you're here to uplift sex workers not just tell stories and that's why i really like your um podcast is because i just truly appreciate the platform to be able to educate not only as a sex worker but to give other sex workers the opportunity to, because i don't know everything obviously i'm one sex worker with my own experiences and you both are uh people with your own experiences as well and we all have different ways that we think about everything so it's just um I, I, you were saying like education, you're saying um, all these e-words, um, empathy, Emily. <laughs> it like was just getting this alliteration going. I love it. But super, super excited to be here. And I just appreciate your transparency as well. I know we talked about this a bit and that's kind of why I really wanted to join. You have this uh, even on your website. There's a whole page about your transparency and like, we're not here to exploit. We just really, truly want to be here for sex workers but like we said like as much as you want to do for sex workers not having a sex worker on your side can look negative negative. and that's not the only reason I joined obviously like ever since we recorded our episode I was like bring me back <laughs> let's talk again I love it and also just you know, the platform to educate and inform and all that kind of thing. So I, I appreciate the transparency even that we've had between each other, but I think just having transparency as a podcast is so truly important because you have a platform and you wanna say like, hi, we're here. We, we're vulnerable, we're trying our hardest and just showing exactly what we're trying to do and what our purpose is and our goal is and like, yeah.
1: And I'd love to talk a little bit more about the transparency. I mean, we've had, you briefly mentioned our website. I'll get into that in a second, but you said a word earlier and I wrote it down. What is the whore horarchy So it's kind of like a hierarchy,
2: but for whores, it's like uh, you know what? I actually just saw a post on this and I'd love to give credit to the person who the, did yeah, it. Yeah,
0: this is definitely something that I've I've wanted to talk about but not had the words to do.
2: And I'm happy to talk about that because I actually just had an instance that something happened to me personally, hierarchy wise. Is that the word I should say? Okay, so I, I want to give credit to the person who um posted this and it's Slutty Sense, like smell, sense. And I'll read it. Um, Horarchy is a mindset slash system within sex work that leads oneself uh, to believe that they are better than the next sex worker because their job is considered more classy or holding themselves to a higher standard solely because they possess more money, followers, or influence. And um, the thing that actually happened to me, so I have a little screenshot on my story that I'll share. Um, So I posted, you know, kind of like a little sad tweet, but also just I wanted to talk to other some sex workers because it's slow season. So I said, like, slow season has officially started just watching my OnlyFans percentage go down. You know, I was just being a sad sack that day, obviously. Not normally that kind of person, but you know what? I know that other people are going through that too, because slow season affects a lot of us, not just even sex workers, but it affects freelancers of all different types. So then there is the sex worker who I'm not gonna name, and she has already blocked me <laughs> right after this. She said, if you think that way, it will be, babe. Our thoughts attract our reality. Instantly, I was like, okay, this is very horror right? So I replied, you know, I work a lot, I have a very positive attitude, as I'm sure you both know. Just, uh, it was, I appreciate your in- sentiment, but because she is a 0.04% creator on OnlyFans. Like, She's making bucks, right? I'm a point, or not even a point. I'm an 8% (laughs) person. So um, I just, it it was very elitist. Like I'll, I'll say hierarchy is the elite, you know, it's coming out of something when you've had so much privilege and so much distance from, I guess, quote unquote reality, or at least the fact that there are people struggling in this industry it just goes past their heads and thinks it's a mentality thing. And it's based on where you live, what your circumstances are, like, you can't just be a sex worker and automatically go viral just because you're thinking good mindsets. You know, I've been a sex worker for over four years. And I work very hard constantly, just because I have slow seasons that doesn't reflect on the amount of work I put into it or my mindset. I can definitely understand like, if I'm not having a good day, like I'm not gonna put out my best content, but I just the elitism. (laughs) Like, it was just, are you kidding me right now? And then I actually reposted
0: it, and I think,
2: uh, like, 40 people messaged back and was like, yikes, that's not cool.
0: Well, it's kind of condescending, you know? It's like, I make so much money that I can give advice to other sex workers who don't make as much money as I do. But even... Is that advice? But it's not advice. Yeah, but that's not advice. Is, it, yeah, is telling somebody advice. to
2: change their mindset, they could have said, oh, what are you doing with your OnlyFans? Is there something that's not going well? Or can I help you? Can I repost you? Can I retweet exactly. you? Exactly. Like, n- that that wasn't helpful. That was just condescending. Oh. It's not, yeah. Like, what's the point of that? If you if you really want to truly help out people, and I know that I'm a top, I'm a 8% creator, whatever. I, I don't even say my percentage because I don't care. But when you see somebody with 0.04, you're like, and bragging about it. Anyways, <clears throat> I just feel like she had no place to do that. But if she really, truly wanted to help, not just me, I'm not as struggling as so many other sex workers are. I am i don't have, you know, the best income, but like I'm, I'm not absolutely struggling. But even just if she wanted to help me, if she wanted to help somebody else, if she wanted to help me help somebody else, like anything, that would have been great. But there was no help just telling me to be happier. So... Yeah, <laughs> yeah, just so that's smile kind of like more. The core hierarchy. <laughs> exactly, it's like you're so out of the mindset that this person is in that you're in like a, it, it's it's a privilege, it's an absolute privilege, you know, to be able to say that. You can't tell somebody who's struggling, who makes five hundred dollars a month on sex work, to just have a better mindset and like, you know, because that'll definitely change their, uh, uh, you know, situations at home or. Uh, uh, whatever uh things they have in life that have been given to them so hierarchy is basically just people who feel like they're more they're better because they have followers and that kind of thing but we see that in celebrities we see that in youtubers we see that in so many different people with money followers whatever yeah it's just a sense of entitlement
0: I was gonna say this kind of reminds me of um a couple years ago when Kourtney Kardashian was selling those jeans and that one girl was like oh I worked 20 hours so I could afford Kourtney Kardashian's jeans and I love them and Kourtney replied and she's like this is so cute it's like Girl, fuck you. She worked 20 hours. Like, you have no concept of how much work that is to afford a single pair of jeans. And the audacity you have to say that it's cute, that's so condescending. That's, I mean, not the same thing, but similar, you know, like, out of touch with reality because you are so privileged
2: absolutely i was <laughs> you and i were talking about that we like youtube and follow drama channels and that kind of thing there is uh i love watching um commenters commentary channels uh, and they all do relatability things it's like she couldn't relate to me because she's never either been in my situation or she's gone so far past that that she's completely forgot that people are in that type of situation So it's definitely, yeah, it's privilege. It's a mindset that they're in and they're telling people to get on their level, which is not cool. You should help us on our level to get to your level rather than just telling us to do it. So that's why, that's another reason why I want to be here and not only here, but I'm, hopefully launching a YouTube channel soon, and just trying to shift more into education and helping people either get into the industry, or if they're already there, and they're struggling, like what can help them? Because I feel like we're all learning from each other. And this is nobody's really, I mean, there are definitely educational things out there. But it's hard, especially when you have people to compare yourself to like this, who just tell you to have a better mindset. So I just think education is so, so, so important and people are struggling out there. So I love that there's this opportunity to chat. I'm gonna be using my platform even more for consent, helping people in the industry, Um, not just marketing, but like just how to function, you know? Live your life, feel comfortable, (laughs) you know? Yeah.
0: Yeah. And that that kind of brings us to what we're trying to go for in the show is a more conversational tone instead of the interview style that we were doing. It's going to mostly be Emily Cactus and I kind of talking about sex work issues. We'll have certain topics that we cover. We have segments that we want to do, which we're really excited for. We definitely want to do like a bad sex work take of the week. And we're going to – I want to think of like cuter names for these, which we'll come up with eventually, but we don't have them right now. Like a bad sex work take of the week where we go to Twitter and we find somebody says something dumb and easy to debunk, even maybe not even easy, but like a bad, a bad take. And we'll be like, this is why that's not true. Like, this is why they might think this way, but that's a misconception, blah, blah, blah. Um, Emily was thinking we could do some explanatory segments about sex toys and how they're supposed to be used. And I was thinking that would be good for like safe sex too. And safe sex can range from vanilla sex to BDSM to sex workers, how you should treat them when you hire them. So, yeah, we've got a lot of different ideas for... Oh, and then any, like, sex work news. that That's not always something that we'll be able to do because there's not always something in the news. However, there is today, and it does involve a rich YouTuber, which we'll talk about in a bit. But if you guys are listening and you have any ideas for segments, please let us know because we would love to test them out. Also, if you have any cute segment names, uh, we'd love that too because we don't have any.
2: I also... I'm excited to do the sharing the the text messages with other yes the the DMs not text messages because nobody texts us but unless you're like on a sexting platform but um I think just hearing just the weird things that people message us like who isn't curious about that oh and I think that's kind of like a fun entertaining thing to
0: show about sex art yeah absolutely yeah I've
1: always thought that you have to like you have to rope people in with like the entertainment and look, everything's fun. Here's why they're people. Yeah, you just there has to be some sort of hook, which is why, you know, we want to deliver education on an entertaining basis. So if there's anything, again, we're here to ultimately serve sex workers, serve the public. If there are any ideas of how we can best do that, please let us know, please reach out. I promise we're so friendly to email. We respond to every single one. I've written like page long emails just because somebody asked one question. Like I, we all really go in depth. We just want to hear from y'all. So yeah, the passion to be
2: not like be the best there ever was. There is definitely like this. We just want to be able to be a platform that's serving in the best way and being most efficient. And most considerate and helpful. And I, I truly get that from you. And I love your passion. I can tell it from just messages that we have to your faces when you light up and talk about things. I truly love it. So yeah, I definitely there's like entertaining parts about the podcast. But then I love that there's also that opportunity to give people to really talk about serious stuff too. So it's not just all the silly stuff, it's not all the silly or the serious stuff, but definitely a little mix of both is great.
0: Yeah, I think it's important to remind people that sex work is not one thing. It it can be a survivalist industry, but it can also be somebody's like choice of income, you know? And and while there are exploitive parts and there are difficult parts of sex work, that's true about every industry. I mean, you every all labor is exploitive under capitalism. Yes.
2: Not just sex workers sell their bodies. Everybody sells Mm -hmm. their bodies because they're using their bodies to be able to work for things. And then they're getting, you know, like, I don't have to worry about paid leave. I don't have to worry about, do I, can I take time off because somebody in my family died? I don't have to worry about all these exploitative things that people put on workers. I mean, I definitely am exploited in my own way, but not by my own, by not by an employer. But there's definitely, like you said, there's ex- exploitation every single job
0: you yeah have. absolutely and yeah. it's definitely we're in a capitalist society exactly yeah and so i i'm just saying like especially with like sex work exclusionary radical feminists because that's typically their argument is we don't support sex work because it's exploitive under capitalism that's also ignoring that all labor is exploitive under capitalism and like why are you singling out sex workers let's let's talk about that a little bit is it the classism is it the misogyny <laughs> could be a mix there's probably
2: misogyny and shame Mm -hmm. shame is definitely one of the reasons that most people do things because we're all ashamed of ourselves it's like oh my gosh how could you do that it's because i would be ashamed to do that not i i think what you're doing is wrong i'm sure they think that but they think that they would be uncomfortable in that certain situation it's like you don't have to be in our shoes just like support us for the things that we want to do i don't want to be an at-home mom nothing against them but like that's just not what i want so don't put that against me for choosing what i want in my life. hundred percent
0: and i i also don't think you have to be necessarily comfortable with something to understand it and support it especially when like other people's livelihoods are involved you know like emily and i kind of talk about this sometimes neither of us consume a ton of porn But that doesn't mean we don't support sex workers and we're not retweeting their videos and their pictures and trying to get as much exposure for them as possible because there's still people trying to make a living. And even if we aren't consuming content that sex workers make, like we're going to do what we can to support them because, you know, uh, in general, I feel like they don't get a ton of support.
2: I love to hear that. That's kind of like sharing – you know, uh, black businesses on your Instagram, that's like, you know, necessarily like, I don't always eat this kind of food or I don't always shop this kind of thing, but you're giving the resources for other people to be able to see it and consume it and to be able to be supporters of those people. And I love that. I love that, you know, you don't have to watch porn to be pro-sex work. You don't. Exactly. Yeah, I I don't have to be, I don't have to watch porn to be a sex worker. there are definitely sex workers out there. I do watch porn, but <laughs> yeah, but you're like you said, you don't have to to be able to support something. Yeah, definitely. You have to be a consumer. Yeah, I, there's. I mean, that also goes for like social media, just in general. You don't have to if you can't afford something. Like I, I know that there are better ways to support sex workers and to financially support, but if you don't have that money, like. I mean, I don't don't always have the money to be able to give out, but what you can do is retweet, save, like their posts, uh, share it with your friends. I know sex work is also a little bit harder to share with your friends. um, And that's kind of one of the harder things about sex work I've found in sharing my friends and stuff is like, you only kind of share things through Clients aren't really friends with each other, except for like cam, cam people really do have like a community because they're all in the same chats all the time. But you know, that's if you have good people. Anyways, share, like, retweet, give us some love, give us some sharing, because like if you can't support us, but you're just constantly looking at my photos and in my DMs, like, damn girl, you got a nice bush and hairy armpits, which I get constantly. Um, but it's like, are you gonna support me in any other way? Or are you just gonna try to do this secretly and try to get me to be like yours? But it, it's just like, it's the lack of respect, truly. Like this is my job, help me out.
1: <laughs> yeah, there is, and I, I feel like with a lot of issues there's this idea that like, oh, I'm not like the others, like secret support glad you're not (laughs) yeah but it's not glad you're not just outright being abusive but like it's not enough it isn't
2: like it's honestly trying to keep me for yourself for free like I definitely do have regulars that I talk to in private and I talk to them in private because they've paid for my content but I'm just not going to talk to anybody that's out there for free and also like uh, on camming, on Instagram, on Twitter, everything. People don't like to be public. And I understand that because it's sex work. And sometimes you don't want to out yourself on a sex worker's platform. I get it. There are definitely se- more secret ways you can save our posts. That actually does a lot on Instagram. You can have a private account on Twitter, you know, retweet our stuff or send us a dollar, like <laughs> 50 cents. I don't know. Uh, I a- Anything that you're able to do that just show like that minimum effort just shows that you think that i'm worthy of your time and that this is a job i'm not here for everybody obviously and your support isn't support when it's secret you can't i mean yeah but that's not uplifting me in any way like i get this constantly (laughs) you're not special
0: (laughs) yeah absolutely Uh, shifting gears a little bit i said earlier we were going to talk about some sex work news and just saw today that there is a little bit of news this is something we covered with erica heidewald in our Raisinettes episode when bella thorne kind of fucked over a ton of sex workers with all the bullshit she posed posted and i feel like kind of contributes to this hierarchy thing that you were talking about earlier because she was doing this, oh, I would never show myself nude. Like, there's something wrong with that. Like, sex workers who do do that are dirty or something. So – but that's a whole other rant that we could go on. And this is kind of on a similar line, but trigger warning, we are going to be discussing pedophilia because – We're talking about Gabby DiMartino, if anybody is familiar with the situation. By the time this episode comes out, this will be a a little bit older. Maybe some more shit will have happened by then. But as of today, Gabby DiMartino posted on her OnlyFans. She was selling an image or a video, I think, of herself as a toddler for $3. And the video was of her, like, flashing the camera, like – Her parents were like, Gabby, put your clothes back on, something along those lines. And she captioned it, won't put my panties on with like a little smiley face emoji. So definitely was meant to be a sexual caption. One, sold it to she was an actual toddler in the video. And since then, she has tried to be like, oh, I didn't understand that that was inappropriate. Like it was supposed to be funny, but then why would you monetize it? on a platform that's meant for sex work. Come on girl, like how dumb do you think we are? And also
2: like OnlyFans terms of service, one, like you have to be 18 and up, two, beyond that. And that means all of your content also has to be 18 and up. And like, also what, what was your purpose with putting a picture of you as a child on a platform for people that are there sexually. Like, did you want them to look at you as a child? I mean, this is very trigger warning. The purpose, it just makes no sense. But like, like, sure, you didn't understand, but like, why did you have that content ready to put on your OnlyFans? It just feels like really off.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I, I genuinely like, I, <laughs> I don't think there's any way that she can defend it, I think. If you have a platform in which you're selling sexual content and then you are selling, not just like sending, but selling a video of you flashing the camera as a toddler, I mean, there's no way that you're not trying to sexualize that.
2: Absolutely. It's... I I saw that (laughs) we were, we both follow Spill Sesh, uh, (laughs) which is a YouTube drama channel. So I saw that and I'm sure that Spill Sesh may even come out with like a YouTube video of it soon. So I'm excited to see that. Not because I'm excited about the story, but I'm curious to see other people's thoughts about it. You're you're absolutely right. Like, and this kind of gets me questioning, like you mentioned, I think this is something you wanted to chat about was people coming onto sex work platforms. So I have a few thoughts on this. I feel like, one, OnlyFans was actually created before sex workers came on, but they had a system made that was ready for sex workers. Like, they made it in thoughts that sex workers would be on their platform, but they, we can go on the whole thing, they don't promote us whatsoever, but people know OnlyFans as a sex work platform. They, all they promote is singers and artists and stuff like that on their platform, which is just so black basketball players, like <laughs> stuff that if you, if you say I have an OnlyFans and you're not posting sexual content, like why are people there? Anyways, going back to the, the situation is, it's very interesting for why people are on our platforms or, um, what, uh, they're coming in without any education, obviously. And Bella Thorne is also one of those people. And most people, actually, that enter OnlyFans, because that is actual, that should be on OnlyFans' fault too, is because they are terrible at their terms of service. They don't have a lot of information. Like, we're constantly questioning what we can and can't put on there. They change it all the time. Their terms of service is very small. I think there should be something for all creators and all, even clients, fans, is they the call? here's like a huge thing that you need to fill out sign and make sure that you're going to stay in the terms of service. And here's a clear direct thing that you can't do. But within that, like I, I feel like somebody should know that children shouldn't be on a sexual website, especially in a sexual manner. Um, and honestly, I think that should cause a question of should these people be able to keep their platforms? and i don't want to take away something because i know if one of my friends you know accidentally posted something wrong i don't want them to lose their account even though they do but these people get to keep it after selling a photo for two hundred dollars like bella thorne did and then making it harder so because she got so many chargebacks now we can't have more higher tips in our uh messages or anything and then with this uh gabby G- G- D- Gabby D. I'm going to call
0: her... D-Martino. G- Gabby
2: D. G- Martino. D. <laughs> Thank you. But this one, I uh, just, I, if you had the intention of doing that, I don't think somebody should be able to have a platform like that. It, it just makes all sex workers and anybody on that platform look bad. Of course, it makes her look bad. But then we constantly get looped into these stories that make us, that continue these people's narratives, like very anti-sex work, anti-porn, anti-pro, they love the trafficking. They, uh, you know, uh, porn equals trafficking. It's just feeding into the narratives of that, that everybody's a a pedophile. I'm saying it in the British, they say pedophile. I love it. I don't love it, but I love British accents,
1: but, (laughs) <laughs> I can see you both just cracking up, um. But it's like when British people are all like aluminum, like that's some bullshit. <laughs> it's clearly aluminum things. But yes,
2: exactly. The it's very pedophilic, and that in sh- that should not be on any type of. We all know that child porn is wrong. We we should all know this. I feel
0: right. Yeah, and and um Dr. Mistress Snow, who we we interviewed a while ago in our Snowcap episode had this tweet explaining or talking about how she was coming to understand the Gabby DiMartino situation and she said, "Do not use this as an excuse to link trauma to sex work" in part because she's yet another influencer experimenting on OnlyFans and interfering with the livelihoods of sex workers already on there, mm. which I think is another conversation worth having is a lot of anti-sex work people believe that people who go into sex work are only doing it to express some sort of trauma that they have experienced in their life. And that's not to say that that doesn't happen. It absolutely does. But it's it, it's wrong to assume that that's the only reason anyone would be interested in sex work. And it's another reason that it's so fucked up that some social media influencer would join a platform where a huge marginalized community is trying to sell their services and fuck it up for everybody and add fuel to a fire that's already raging against this community. <laughs>
2: Just snaps thank you uh mistress snow doctor miss mister i sorry i didn't hear what mistress
0: doctor she's a phd and a dominatrix
2: yes love that no it truly and i think we actually talked about this in my episode too because i'm a person who comes from trauma but that's not the reason i'm in sex work there is definitely it's like a rectangle is a square and a square is not a rectangle i don't know if you've ever heard that but it's like so you know a square has very certain properties, but rectangles can be a little bit more. Anyways, you can have trauma and be a porn star, but you don't have to have trauma to be a porn star. And I, that's also, this is the thing. It's just feeding that narrative. It's that people want to hear that we're all being abused and there's porn directors out there taking advantage of us and all these different things. There's it's, there's absolutely people who do have trauma and I don't want to put down people because I am one of those as well, but you can't use that as an excuse either.
1: <laughs> you just can't.
0: It is, hmm. And And, um, oh shit, what was I going to say? I had a thing that I was going to contribute. Well, I can contribute real trauma. quick while you think of that. Go for it. So
1: they brought it up. Today was a really busy day. The one aspect that when they were explaining it that I didn't really grasp until I started looking for it on Twitter was it wasn't like an Instagram post where it was a child photo or shared in a fun way. It's OnlyFans and correct me if I'm wrong. So OnlyFans features for those of you who are not familiar with it, you can mass send out a message and people will have to pay to unlock it. And so the message was, won't put my panties on with an emoji, with the video uncovered, so you had no idea what was there. And that's the part that I I didn't get at first. You know what you're doing when you're sending out mass messages. It's the equivalent of Bella Thorne when she sent out messages, and it was perceived as being, like, this nude, sexual photo. You're not being clear. Like, ugh. Yeah, you're leading people on,
2: you're- and then she- clearly like it, there's screenshots of it on Twitter. Um, So yeah, it's like a, it's a blank photo that just like has a little lock on it. It's like, buy for $3 and then you get to see. So I'm sure most people when they first opened this before even the controversy came out, I mean, somebody had to have bought it and released this for somebody to know, obviously. So the fact that you didn't even know and then you opened it up, like pink, th- I feel like I would feel so uncomfortable as a consumer, like being like, What the fuck did I just pay for? Because she doesn't say, "Oh, look at me as a kid, looking picking up." Even then, like I think that would actually be more transparent, so somebody would know that they wouldn't open child porn or think of her in a sexual way as a child. Which I guess is both things, but I, I I thought those needed some type of distinction. But you're right; it's it wasn't clear. It was. Um, and, and that's the hard thing about OnlyFans, honestly, in those PPVs. That's what we call them is, uh, uh, paid private messages or what's the V? Why am I not thinking of the V? But I just, I say PPV so often. Anyways, pay-per-view. Oh my gosh. I knew it because you hear it all the time for like. Oh, I thought, I thought it was
1: pay-per-view, stuff. but I'm like, <laughs> what's the V stand for? No, I was
2: saying pay-per. I know. Vagina? As as I said it, I was like. like video? I'm like, but it's not always my video. Vagina, sure. Vulva, let's do it. Um, (laughs) so it's (laughs) anyways, so that there is definitely like OnlyFans isn't my favorite platform because they themselves are not transparent and they don't allow people to be more transparent. You can put a trailer, but then that's extra work. There's not like anything that's like blurred that you can't see. Like, it's just like, imagine just getting sent a message and being like, what is this? I guess I have to pay to open it. Like, I, you can have like a great description of everything, but you're still not going to know what it is. So it's really hard to be transparent on there. But going back to Gabby D. <laughs> so I, obviously she was clearly, she said like, won't put my panties on. Like, my, as in like, me today. Like, that sounds like me currently, right now, not me as a child. It's spooky in here! She knew. Alexa knew. Anyways, you're absolutely right. So unclear. So uncomfortable. I would have felt uncomfortable as a consumer. I'm glad that somebody came out with it and said it. Because that's teaching us all, you know, what not to do and, you know, what consumers should be looking out for and who they should really be supporting, hopefully. And why.
1: Before we go, I want to talk about the nonprofit and how candy girl is set up. It's been set up like this for a while and we've had all these things for a while, but it's been really hard to bring up in episodes because we'll be talking to our guests and then at the end plugging all of our socials and then it's where in the episode does hey we we actually filed as a nonprofit and we're trying to do everything to make sure that we don't exploit sex workers by using, I guess the law? Yeah, by using corporate corporate law. And I'll explain right now. So a few months ago, you know, on my personal Instagram, of course, I talk about Candy Girl Podcast. And someone was like, Y'all should file as a nonprofit. And at first I was like, wait, why do we qualify as a nonprofit? First of all, the bar for nonprofits is a lot lower than imagined. Like FIFA and the NFL were nonprofits. I think the NFL was a nonprofit until like 2005. And there are a lot of nonprofits where the money mostly goes to paying people, which makes sense if you're constantly working on a thing. I mean, you have to get a salary to live, but I'm talking like exorbitant salaries. And so that's why I think it's really. Important to be transparent when filing for nonprofit. So, we are a registered nonprofit in the state of Colorado. We are waiting to hear back from the IRS and the reason why we filed for nonprofit. So, all these monetization efforts that you've probably heard through Adam and Eve, through our Patreon, through we've been working on pitches in the background, getting money so we can do cooler things, have better equipment. Better gear, and I detail all of our expenses and kind of our wish list items on our website, so we can be transparent of where that money is going to go. To this had been discussed before Cactus joined, of balancing monetizing so we can do all these cool things and get all these cool things while not further exploiting sex workers. So the way that we're set up, Shelby and I aren't ever going to personally profit it's all going to go back to our nonprofit, which is why it was so easy to decide to become a nonprofit organization instead of just stopping at an LLC. So we're excited for all the benefits that come with nonprofit status, especially for writing grants. And so, you know, some of that money can be redistributed back into the sex work community. And so we can help however possible besides just offering this platform, having some monetary power when we say
0: we're here to help and empower and share stories of sex workers if you're curious about what we're spending any of the money that we make on not that we make that much money but if you want to give us money that would be great because it's going to go straight back into the podcast you can see all of that on our website emily did a beautiful job designing it so it's, it's very gorgeous
1: clear. it looks great yes oh, thank you i got a whole degree in <laughs> software engineering <laughs> it shows I know a thing or two. But yeah, specifically where you can find it, because it's not super clear. Go to our website, go under support us, and then go under expenses. It lists where our money goes. Running a podcast is not as cheap. It's not like you just plug things in, slap some audio together, and upload it. There's a lot of equipment, passion, time that goes into it. We have a wish list for things of like physical things. So if anybody is ever like i had a podcasting phase i have all this stuff left over um please email us <laughs> we just really want to be transparent and if there's any information that y'all would like to know about candy girl podcast as a nonprofit, please let me know so i can put it to our website so everybody can know i'm willing to put our business out there
0: And with that, I think we are going to wrap up the episode. So you can find us, candygirlpodcast.com. On Instagram, we're at candygirlpodcast. On Twitter, we're at candygirlpod. And you should follow Cactus Cutie as well and support her content. Do you want to plug your socials, Cactus?
2: Yes, I was muted. (laughs) I'm
0: still getting used to this.
2: Um, Cactus with a K, Cutie with a K. I'm Cactus Cutie most places on Instagram. I had to put a period between Cactus and Cutie, but everything else, OnlyFans, all that kind of stuff. But I will have a website soon, so CactusCutie.com. Yeah, and I'll be sharing lots of stuff on my page from, you know, Candy Girl and I hope, you know, obviously vice versa. So we're all going to be just sharing and helping each other out. So I am so excited to be here. This is so fun. First episode, we did it.
0: We did it. Yes. Everybody, welcome Cactus to the Candy Sluts and Bubble Butts family. I feel (laughs) slutty and buddy. And and, and bubbly. 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 That's it. That's it. (laughs) Slutty and bubbly. And we will hear from you guys next Friday. Bye.
1: Candy Girl Podcast. Fuck me, dad.